Christoph, Amanda Wallace, and Patrick Rothschild. Welcome to uh, it's episode three. The DJ episode. The DJ episode. And uh, first of all, we'd like to introduce the guy from up north, which is... Yeah, I go by the name of Graham, a.k.a. DJ G2, a.k.a. that guy, a.k.a. Hollywood G. I don't know how many a.k.a.s I can go on, but thank you for having me, boys. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. And um, we're going to go to the, the Midlands uh, from Birmingham. Who do we have? Yes, DJ Friction, originally from Birmingham, but I am now residing in London. Man, Thanks for having DJ me, guys. Friction. That's good. Thanks good. for joining us. And then going down south to uh, London, we have... Me, Martin T. Smooth. Thanks for having me as well, man. Appreciate being with you this evening, gentlemen. So, you guys know we started this podcast called Keep It Moving, and you guys have been super supportive and appreciate that. And the idea was to bring on our day one DJs, people that have known us for like 10 years deep, have kind of seen us grow as a, a business, and we've also seen your careers grow. And we're going to keep doing DJ segments on these episodes. So we wanted to kind of start with you guys and kind of just, just talk your shit. Like, you know, tell, tell us what you're doing and tell us how you met us and how we met you guys and what went down and and what did you expect when you, when you first met us and now what, what do you guys see us doing? And say the truth, like whatever yeah, you guys we, were we're thinking and feeling. To, uh, yeah, keep, keep it 100 even the behind the scenes stories are coming even out. Even the behind the scenes to uh Keep to, it PG, uh, G2. <laughs> Keep it PG. Um, so, I, should we start with um, mine? Go on then. Um, so, I've known you guys from... I don't even know what year it was, but I always knew you guys as the guys for supplying artists and connecting artists with, like, clubs and parties. And I... I our first meeting must have been through Ministry of Sound Milkshake. You must have brought one of the big US acts over to the student night that I was working on and still are work, still working on. So I knew you from then. Um, so I didn't know you from the like day one, day one, but I knew you from when you were, you know, emerging as those guys that supplied American artists to clubs. I remember meeting you, mine at this event we did shout out to Hanif with um, Travis McCoy and Bruno Mars at the family. Oh, bro, that was legendary. So you were DJing at that event and I was like, yo, who's this DJ? It's sick DJ. And I just turn around and see some Indian brother like DJing crazy and I was like, oh, that's mine. <laughs> and then we met outside the club and you had this Louis V bag. I was like, this guy's rich as well. Got that dough. <laughs> he has Louis V bag. And you had money oh, in that Louis V bag. I wish I did. No, 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 you, you did, did, bro. You had that OP yeah, bag. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. You're stunning back then, bro. And I was like, yo, <laughs> I was like, mine's got it. So then um, we kind of spoke outside of that, that venue. And you were just like, yo, man, like if you ever need a DJ, boom, 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 I can do this. And I was like, nah, you're dope. That's my first time I remember meeting you. Um, and that was a I legendary think, night, man. Like, yeah, I remember. That was, that was like, yeah. we, we had to you had to pull back the artists in terms of performing on time because the crowd was so busy and pushing towards the front. We had to kind of uh, make sure everything was safe. And yeah, it was, that was a crazy night, man. I think that was one of Bruno's first performances in the UK, right? That was the first 
party. He was supporting Travis McCoy on that tour. Did they have the Did they have the correct rider? <laughs> never have the correct rider. Hanif never has the correct rider, ever. Yeah, but you guys break everyone's balls because you you run a tight ship. Like, uh, you know what it's like with promoters. Promoters just want to get it done. Save they, they all the dimes. cheap bottles, man. Save all the money. No, but I remember what I remember about that event was um, Travi came out, and then Bruno obviously came out and did the hook for Billionaire, and Travi did did the verses, and people are losing their minds. And Bruno was like, yo, I didn't, I didn't expect it to be like this. And then we went back to a dressing room. He was like, yo, what was that all about? And I was just like, yo, that was the vibe, you know? Mm. But it was sick. It was a good vibe. Really good night. No, it was wicked. And I actually remember that night, like, we had to stop playing music at some points to try and get the crowd to move back. And they weren't doing that. So then we started playing stuff like slow jams. And then I went and into yeah, the dressing room. And then you get a brother in the back trying to trying to do the slow dance. <laughs> yeah, like because because we needed to get them to move back. And then I remember having to try and talk to the crowd. And then I went into the dressing room and apologized to Patrick. And Bruno was in there, and I said, "Look, I'm sorry about that, guys. Like, uh, I know you want it to be like super hype, but we have to try and calm it down outside." And and then I remember distinctly remember Bruno goes, "What are you talking about, man? I love genuine. Yeah, <laughs> loves it." Now it was a vibe. It was definitely it was a sick night. But that's my first time meeting you, Martin. Did you remember me, Martin? Then. Yeah, no, I do. I think he was. Was you doing at first uh, the the cloakroom or at the door getting, <laughs> getting the money? He was DJ man. I'm sure I see him first at the getting the money or something. You, you, you won't believe this. Like I did a tour with uh, Eve in like uh, 2016. We did all the arenas and stuff yeah. in the states and Canada, and uh, with Gwen Stefani, and then. I was booked to play a kind of after party with H, Hanif, yeah. And he, he made me, the, the first date back after the tour, when I came back to London, we had a break in the tour for six weeks. He made me sit on the tour for the first two hours, collecting money. <laughs> you know what? You got to do what you got to do though sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah that's just teamwork, man. And like, yeah, you know, yeah, that's, yeah right. that's right. Teamwork makes the dream work. I'm, <laughs> I'm massively indebted to that team, man. Like, they put on great events and like, I'll mm. always do whatever, play the position that I need to play to help the team move forward you know what i mean it's not there's no i in team and i know yeah, that michael right. jordan said there's an i in win but still <laughs> yeah. like that's true, mj right. that's a, that's just different all right let's uh let's keep it moving to uh man like friction um i think one of my first the first time i must have started working with you guys was around 2004 i think it was the kanye yeah. west uh, album launch parties in birmingham and uh, yeah exactly and I, I dressed up as the Kanye West bear oh the, that's... Uh, yeah, yeah exactly yeah I think uh, I think for maybe a year before that we were talking and uh, I think I was trying to move some of those parties over in Birmingham and up north yeah so that's that's like you're right G2 <laughs> my parents are asking me why have I not ate <laughs> by the way they're going upstairs so we can continue this yeah, so uh, the works in Birmingham, that that event was there. And then subsequently after that, we did a few more of those launch parties. And so uh, those were my some of my first memories working with you guys doing those launch parties. Def Jam it was, wasn't it? Def Jam. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Friction, you were super like supportive and helpful in trying to get us going in, in the Midlands. Like you were trying to connect the dots and link us to promoters and was trying to book the parties in. I remember early on. Um... So yeah, you were, yeah you were super. You've always been on your grind, but I remember back then you were like super on it. And appreciate that, one, man. One thing that I, I appreciate about you was 
you were always hitting me up like bro we could do this we could do that we could do this and you know <clears throat> i think your work ethic is, is is the result of why you're doing what you're doing today thank you bro i appreciate that. and um same always, same always, same uh, same with mine is like you guys are like more than a dj to us like you obviously your your craft is you, what you guys do behind the decks but we see you you guys as more than that and we couldn't build our business if it wasn't for you guys like your characters and how you guys see us and and then when we need when we need to get you guys on a call be like hey let's do this and if you listen i don't know if you guys listened to the last two episodes but we talked about how important the dj was to our mm -hmm. business how it really grew our business yeah so friction shout out to you for that back in the day i, yeah. I remember you did it respect a bit and uh, let's keep going north yeah so man like g2 all right with me I'm not a legend like this guy is in the game, so I kind of caught on to you guys a bit. Stop it, stop it, bro. He's a bigger legend, man. I kind of caught on when the bottle service clubs were the things to go to, and that's when I met Patrick and... Just Patrick. You just, I think you just met Patrick. <laughs> I don't think we met. I think I kept seeing a drunk DJ and I kept avoiding him. So I was like, yo, I don't need to meet this brother right now. That's funny. If, if I was pinpoint the first time I met you, I was still like a bartender then. Clubs like Entourage, M2, Opus, and so on. But the first time I really like got to know you guys was through a nightclub in Manchester called Circle. Because you guys used to bring in all the guys, whoever was in town, that was a big name. You guys mm. want them in. And that was my first thing. Do you recall? Do you recall me in uh, G two? I recall. I think it was Club Entourage, and um, I just always remember that. I just see this guy always just smiling and and having just crazy jokes behind the decks, and uh, I just I just went with his energy. He's like a a kid in a candy store with the energy, and yeah, I just think that was still is a kid. He's <laughs> a party guy. You can't remember. You can't like. G2, you can't deny him, man. He's just like that, that party dude, man. If you get to meet me and you don't see the energy guy, then I must be very upset. But throughout all the pies, like, to, do you remember K2 by any chance? Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, that's when you guys were working with Fabulous and... We did Drake there, first time in Manchester. Yeah, yeah. Bro, that's the first time I met you. Yes. Yeah, I've got a story about it. The hookah, the hookah event. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that's, that's the first time I met you guys. I would say our uh, circle. Tight, tight. So now that our listeners are kind of, they got to know the, the DJs and the people, um, like, I think this is starting to get into a little conversation. And, and I think like, tell everyone like what you guys have been up to in, during this quarantine. I will start. Sorry, guys. If you live in a house like this, hey, I'm doing a very important meeting and interview. You can't be shouting about, is this mine? Can you grab me a beer on your way back, please? There you go, listeners. So what I've been doing, I've started a TV show. Well, TV show, if you want to call it TV. You might as well sure. call it TV because Instagram is where the eyes are right now. And I've started a little talk show, kind of like news thing. And I do edits for other people and times like this made me realize you can't really rely on clubs as your yeah. um so thank god I you just realized that now <laughs> g2 <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
That's good, man. Friction? Yeah, um, I have kept myself busy mostly making music. So 90% of all my time during quarantine is has been making music. I'm yet to do a live uh, DJ set. I'm going to do one at some point. But um, I built a studio in Park Royal. And um, there's artists coming through um, quite, quite, uh, quite a few throughout the week and uh, just making music. So Friction, you, you're a producer as well as a DJ, right? Yeah, so I've always been producing. I studied, um, studied at university. I did point blank music school. Amazing. Yeah, and so I took a, a hiatus from making beats and making music for a couple of years to focus on my DJ career. Okay. Now I'm like just taking taking it seriously again. So right. I've got, got some releases coming out this year, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Big look. Friction's always been making music. Yeah, I remember from, from day one. He was I remember always... in Birmingham, he he showed me all his collection and his little studio in the yard in your in your bedroom. Mate, honestly, my beats were terrible. I was listening back to a folder of beats I made ten years ago. They were trash, bro. What do you mean? You had the Wu Tang mixtape? No, but that was a mixtape. But I'm talking about beats that I made myself. I was I listened to a folder like that from from like ten years ago. They were terrible, man. But in a way, it made me feel good. At least my ears improved, you know. Of course, progression. Martin? What have I been doing in quarantine? Um, we just, it's, it's mad, it's a mad adjustment because like maybe in the last two years, I'd be doing like 250 gigs a year. Okay, all right, okay, so all right. Ma- Martin, you don't have to sell yourself. <laughs> Mine's <is> the flex. <laughs> <laughs> Take all your buy. No, no, but what I'm trying to, let me finish my point, God damn it. Um, no, so what I'm trying to say is like... G2 does five a month. It's <laughs> been a real adjustment, man. Like, um, just not having a schedule to go on. Like, uh, at this moment in time, I should have been on tour. Um, so just kind of like doing a lot of streaming, um, making sure my accounts are all sorted, just doing things like that, really, man. And, yeah. and trying to stay creative within the music, like doing a few videos online um, and things like that. Yeah, I see your videos are quite creative as well, man. Yeah, they're always, man. Like, I think that, like, if you're gonna put stuff out, it has to be, like, 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 G two will probably agree, man. It's got to be represent you, man. It's got to be creative. Um, like, your online, your social media pro- persona is your billboard, man. So mm, you've got to make sure that you put the best you out there. For sure, for sure. Yeah, you you've done well with that, mind. Mm. You've I think you've always been creative and always look after your brand. And I've always tried to... I mean, your progression as as a student DJ to doing all these corporate gigs now and, and being tied into like doing some cool shit around the world is is kind of... It's, it's, it's the process that you went through to do it. And now you're at this place where you're actually making it happen. Like mm. Friction. I don't know what G2 is doing, but we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> so... As a DJ, you guys are like, you guys have been DJing for a long time in the student circuit, right? And you guys have done all those graveyard shifts and the 50 pound DJ set sets for like three hours. You're getting 50 pounds, 100 pounds, whatever you're getting. Yeah. And now you guys are earning some serious money and traveling the, the globe. Where do you think it changed for you? And why do you think you're in this position today? Anyone can go first. Yeah. Go on, Martin, you can go first. 
I don't think there's been one change, man. There's not been like one break, constant small steps. Like people don't realize how many nights it takes to be an overnight success or whatever. Like it, it, there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes and loads of parties that aren't super cool that you have to play to build up the hours. But then that one person sees you play and then you can move on to the next level. It's just a lot of different levels. Like I would say in 2013, when I, in, in the same year, I, I, I started DJing for E, which was a big look for me. And then I did a, a PR person's birthday. And then on that birthday, there was pretty much everyone from the British Bro, you mentioned Eva a few times now, man. <laughs> no, no, he, he's, he's been on the road with Eve for a minute. No, no, he, you linked me with Eve. You intro me to Eve, and, and we got some business going. So thanks for that too, man. No, always, man. Like you guys represent. You guys look after the artists, don't you, man? Like you, you have their best interests at heart, man. And I, I think we try to look after everybody, man. In like within within a circle, we, we and we're doing business with. We always care about having a good rapport with everybody in the, mm. in the music sector regardless of position status tax bracket it doesn't matter <laughs> like we're, go we're gonna be cool with you if there's there's a mutual respect and that's what we believe in i may you know sometimes in the past where you guys have seen us do stuff and you're like yo why didn't they come and check us for this or, or come and check us for that like why aren't they calling me to do that but i believe in a process and i believe like yeah, you've always said that yeah, yeah you might, and you know what I, we had a meeting one time and it was maybe like three or four years ago. No, maybe longer. I don't know, but it was like in High Street Kensington. And um, and I just thought, why are these guys, look, I'm on it, man. This is, we're yeah, on the yeah. cusp of doing something good. Why don't you guys? And then you're always said about the process. And then a few years later, you, you gave me the time to kind of maybe work on myself, work on my brand and that. And then, and, and then the process has come. 360 i guess and yeah, I, I just want to cut in there when when amir said to you about like the, the process how did that make you feel did it did it make you like mine wanna... wasn't happy <laughs> yeah obviously but you know what you get so many like knocks in this industry like there's yeah, so yeah. many near misses mm -hmm. um so you just have to take it on the chin you take your near misses the same way as you take a win yeah. or like you, you can't let it affect you too much man you just gotta like the name of the podcast you gotta keep it moving yeah absolutely facts. And you know what, mine, like, one thing that I, I'll just finish off here, like, one thing that I noticed that my words probably then you didn't like, but fast forward, you think back and go, yo, this dude has something to say of value. And it's only, if it's not pushed you to be better, it's, it's maybe made you feel like, okay, cool, this dude had a point. Hence why today... It's, it was only so recently I thought, yeah. You, like, I agree with it, man, because it's, like you said, it's a process, man. And timing's got to be right on both, for relationship, timing's got to be right on both parties, isn't it? You've got you've to believe in the product that you're selling, and I, the, the product's got to be right for the person that's selling it. And the stars have got to align. <laughs> of course, of course. That's I one mean, of the biggest parts. Yeah. yeah. Go on, Friction, sorry. Nah, just touching on what you were saying, the stars have to align. That's one of the biggest parts right there. I think with Friction as well, like me and Friction had a lot of back and forth on, on things and Friction went out and figured it out and came back a global DJ. Like who's in, you know, you do residency in West End now and all over US. So do you remember that time Friction when we had a conversation about doing stuff? And I remember many conversations about <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> just give me the nice the nice conversation we had all right keep keep to be fair I, I only tend to remember the positive ones and i think that I, i've always listened to you guys and you know especially yourself amir with the advice you've given me and yeah you have always said trust the process it's all about the process and you're right because it's never been an overnight thing and um you know for myself starting out in birmingham I only really DJed in Birmingham for a couple of years. I started my career in London and I was in London for six years before I went back to Birmingham. So for me, I always knew I was going to go back to London to, mm -hmm. I wouldn't say finish my career, but continue my career. Um, but yeah, so that was always part of the process. And to be fair, I would, I'd say that things only really took off for me when I came back to London because in Birmingham, I, was, I, I felt I was stagnating a little bit. Yeah. I, I recall that conversation. Yeah, majority of all the contacts I had were were London based anyway. So like all of my all of my friends are like based in London. So, so you felt like yeah, let me check out of Birmingham because not a lot's happening for me and there's more opportunities in London. I love Birmingham. It's always going to be mm. you know my my heart and my roots. But you know it's it, I don't really feel like I progressed in in crazy strides being in Birmingham. There wasn't really there that in in order for me to achieve what I wanted to achieve, I couldn't do it in Birmingham. I had to go to London. Mm. So. Yeah, but right, yeah, right. like touching on that conversation that me and you, me and you had Amir um, about moving forward, and you you told me that yourself. So, um, yeah, and you went out there. And credit to you, man. You went out there and made it happen. Like, I feel like being in this business and and being independent fully and doing this like ourselves, we realize only you got you right. It's great to have. It's great to have peers, and it's great to have colleagues and everybody's going to be there when you know things are great and even when things are great they're going to support you but if you got you and you're going to put that work in you will achieve some level of success mm. and that success will breed more success because people want to be around the energy and what i learned what i learned what i learned the hard way was there's nobody coming like to save anyone no this is just you and that's it nobody owes uh, anyone anything that's absolutely right. in this game no one owes anyone anything you only owe yourself that's right. Fact. Um, man like G2. Uh, Friction and Martin really covered everything. So, but also while Ed or not, it's like, like you said, no one really owes you anything. I remember like when Patrick used to be all the stars around, I'm like, yo, P, yo, put me on a warm up for this. I can see live bases at the bottom. But at the time, I ain't really done my work. I ain't done my 10 thousand hours for patrick <laughs> you didn't do that slave labor that's the hustle though. Like, that's the hustle yeah it's the hustle that's the hustle and to see where we are now i don't even get to ask anymore patrick's like yo you want to play a wireless i'm like damn yeah. why couldn't you say this four years ago bro like i mean but I, did, I didn't say that but inside i was like damn. <laughs> but it shows that i've put in the work and yeah. Sometimes you got to graft. And also, you never know who's watching you. So, mm. Patrick could have been watching from afar, but now clearly he has. Yeah, no, nah, you know, it is. It's, it's a, it, like I say, it's an automatic process. It's like you're kind of doing all the work, but you believe it or not, we actually see what these guys, like you guys are doing. So, like when opportunities arise, we're like, oh, straight away, G2, let's go. Martin, let's go. Friction, let's go. I really mm. didn't understand that because I'm yeah. like, this guy will come in, give me high fives. Ah, uh, you're chilling with all these celebs. Pretty sure you can just slide me in, not knowing <laughs> that. Yo. Pause. 
<laughs> kind of hours into this game. Yeah. Those early days, man. I was I was gassed on all of that celebrity <laughs> shit in those early days, man. Wanting to meet the celeb and get a photo and all of that, and then you just yeah, who, who, who was the guy from you yo, guys? Yo, yo, the friction, hotel? friction was heavy on the pictures, <laughs> bro. Can I get a picture, bro? Can I get a picture, bro? <laughs> I used to think that's what it was, right? That's what's gonna get you the clout, and that's what's gonna course, get you course, credibility. Course. And then you, you know, course. you mature and you think, I can't even be bothered to leave my house to go see Drake, you know? Mm. Oh, wait, 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 are we, are we stop the celebrity picture thing? I'm still. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you can still do it. <laughs> oh, jokes. Yeah. Nah, tight. You know, also, guys, um, I had a a question. So, like, you you guys are, are all DJs, yeah? But what makes you like special? Like, what gives you the edge over all the other DJs? That's a, I, that's a bit of a trick question. Because you know what it is? Because I'm a DJ myself. <laughs> no. well, I, I used to be a DJ, so I, but I understand the, the the process as well. So, but it'd be obviously good for you guys to explain that to the listeners. I'll tell you this one. Um, <laughs> one, I feel like if you're coming to see a DJ, mm. what song are they really playing that makes them stand out? Because everyone can sign up to a record pool now, mm. and mine can have the same song. Friction can have the same song. Exactly. Such and such down the road can have the same song. Yeah, so yeah. that's why I would like to throw in a few songs in my sets. Let's just say I and show me love in a hip hop night. Everyone knows show me love. Yeah. Or damn, I get on the mic, talk some crazy stuff. <laughs> or or just have mad energy, like yeah, energy. Like, you. you know what? I was in the I was in this club. I saw this DJ. He probably didn't see me, but in the DJ box, he looked like he's enjoying every song he played and that's sure, me sure. Sure. so it's like, like that's, that's your, your USP. usp that's my thing so yeah he'd be like you know what we went in there the guy was really shelling it down and that's my energy i bring energy to separate me from the other guys so um here we go to next and it's this unique energy as well man like that's, that's right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. That's true. friction, friction. What, what about you? you to be fair touching on what g2 said i think he touched on I, I can i can relate to a lot what he, what he just said g2 um I, I wouldn't say i'm i'm as an energetic as you though g2 but um i no i'm not you've got your own uniqueness bro i got to give it to you um but in my sets i will try and throw in songs that most dj's aren't playing or you wouldn't expect them to play or to be fair on the most part it's uh, it's how you play the song rather than the songs that you're playing so i may like make my own edits or um but uh, but yeah, like I've I I think more so the way in which I play is my own unique style and sure. you know, it's very energetic in the club. Sure, mine. Um, I think I just people book me because it's fun, man. I'll have a fun set. You'll have a fun time. Like it doesn't matter if there's two people or two thousand people, or whatever. Like I will make sure that they they remember you. Yeah, for sure, man. Whether it's good visuals, whether it's Good mic work, whether it's song selection, just whether it's crowd interaction, it, I'll do whatever I can to yeah, yeah. make sure it's memorable. Cool. cool. I just want to add here, like I think it's it's all of that and your personality. Personality, yeah. Because you, all you guys are like have a different energy with people. You guys know how to build rapports with people. Mm. I think a DJ is like we said earlier is more than what you guys do behind the decks. 
it's relationship building and how you guys kind of like work with those relationships and build other opportunities like you know like mine you've done a lot in that sector like you've kept everybody likes you you're a likable dude like all you guys are very likable Friction left Birmingham was like cool like I've hit the ceiling there's nothing else I can do here and in order to grow my brand and get my business global I need to go to London and he made that adjustment and and got into the West End scene and, and figured it out from there and G2's obviously his personalities kept people like he's always in demand and people always want to you know gravitate to you to work with you and you're yeah. easy going artists fuck with you too if you're spinning they feel like yo who's that crazy dude drinking beer and DJing you know so yeah you, I think it's all your individual personalities that have driven this success yeah great what about for you guys as live yeah. based in terms of like when did you when did you have your like moment where you thought wow this is this is really taking off right now or like I know you mentioned some party that you did in London with Drake or something but like is there been other steps where you're now fucking with brands and things like that where did you think what like you'd have got led down to this point and it was a point where you thought shit we could really make something bigger out of this okay this is gonna sound cocky yeah <clears throat> so 2004 <laughs> when I did that Kanye West event that was it for me I knew I can make this global I knew I just knew it's gonna take me time and I need to be resourceful and I need to be patient and turn my stripes I need people to respect me and that means not doing everything at one go not trying to be like I've never tried to be the man like I've always trying to be the business so if it didn't make sense fine I'll wait I'll be patient I'll go and figure something else out and I always wanted to attract the right people and it's always about the business minded people the people that cared about doing all the other bullshit like people want to do and get caught up in that that's great that's whatever works for them but for me worked that I wanted to work with the serious people that cared about building the business that understood and respected us if you didn't respect us I, I wasn't with it I was just like fine just work with someone else yeah. because I know what we're offering and it's like that's a testament to today like I'm talking to like three of you guys and, and you guys have known us for what decade no actually Friction's known us longer but it's always been we will get there just do it in, with the integrity do it with class and make sure that we don't do anyone dirty and we've always been guys stand up guys and we're always trying to be legit with everybody so we can't win everyone over we can't make everyone happy it's mm. impossible but if we stay to our core values and stay focused there's not much can go wrong and people have seen that like organizations have seen that whether it's a, a huge billion dollar brand we're working with or some club in i don't know like leads like we give them the same respect and we work with them all good so i guess that's probably the best way i can answer it. people yeah. don't realize how important doing your job consistently well consistently is is how important it is man just being yeah. like you mentioned man just treating people well and doing the job well man and i think i was saying that we was we've been talking about in the last podcast is like people kind of look at kind of what we're doing and also look at what you guys are doing and think oh um like how did they get there but they don't realize what goes in from like from the start they what sacrifices have been exactly, made and all exactly of that. that exactly so hope man so do you guys feel like as a business that we have 
grown to the level we're supposed to grow do you think there's more we can do or do you feel like we've been serving people well or do you think they think we can improve on because we're all about the criticism give us the feedback we want to be we want to be better yeah. how can we be better Brookshin G2 this is when you come into yeah, it we, we gotta be short on these answers like quick fire answers from the dome I can't even think of where where you guys could improve um i don't know maybe start taking on some djs you know the guys that have known you the longest <laughs> that's a shot that's a shot i'm gonna do i need a i need a um i need an effect sample in there man that's a shot that needs to be edited <laughs> no no doubt no you doubt just start looking after the underdogs you know some of these martin gigs can uh can you slide me one of those you know what i mean g2 you need to start turning up <laughs> <laughs> with with all good time man good things will happen you know big facts timing is everything i will say this though like in the last couple of years like your visual stuff on the gram is like you really stepped it up man yeah it's pretty sick to be fair like sick. just keep Thanks. going don't stop yeah your branding's sick your branding's very classy i like it it's not beggy it's classy big facts I like yeah thanks guys it took, it took yeah, us a yeah. while um i always had this vision that we we can be better visually and finally we, we're getting there you know so there's there's more we need to be doing like you guys have always kept your brand elevating so we we, we got to keep up um but yeah now nah, you guys are smashing it man so you should tell us how we need to improve our dj sets you know what i mean or our visuals to match with your brand what, what kind of brand? No, I, I I think it goes back to your personalities, right? You guys all have a representation of how you guys want to be seen. Yeah, we can't tell you that. Like that's how you guys move. But what I would say is, just relationships. Mm. Better your relationships. You guys already like know so many people and done so many great things. Think about the things that you guys do that win, and think about the things you guys do which give you some L's and learn from them. That's it. It's it's pretty simple. Like uh, Martin said, consistency, right? Are we on? Guys, on on an, on another note, just just hold the line. Are we continuing? Just you guys went for a bed break. So, what advice would you guys give someone who wants to come up in the DJ circuit and is is from a small town or? Just, just super, super young, young and wants to get into, into the, the scene. scene. So, so G2, G2 will start, start with you and keep passing the friction. Um, the big advice I'll give like people trying to come up now is I will say Instagram is like your business camp. Mm. So whatever is on your gram, make sure your 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 visuals is dope like mine, or your personality comes through like me, or you're showing that your your connection game is strong like friction, but yeah, also yeah, I, like, I like that. <laughs> you can combine them three together. Yeah. You're the guy. And also, if you can study the people that you really look up to and try and do bad and what they're doing. And also don't be afraid to do it. Like back in the day, we used to do mixtapes and record them and give it to one of you guys where you're looking after in eyes, not knowing that you guys are like super stressed. You don't want to be handing out CDs. Did you, did you ever listen to it? 
I'll be like, G2, this now's not the time. <laughs> We're busy, bro. <laughs> to who? Oh, go for it. Go for it. And don't be afraid to send that cold email. Send a cold email. You never know. That's cold or cold? Cold. Cold email. Cold. Okay. So, G2, you are heavy on the Instagram, right? Yeah. So, you are you one of those guys who slides in everyone's DMs to let them know you're doing a gig and... If I really like the gig, let's say it's a gig where they're playing Motown, old school, disco funk, and I feel like I, I can I can come down to your rave and shell it down. Mm-hmm. I don't mind dropping that DM, be like, yo, I'm in your city. I've got my laptop. Can I get on a warm-up? I don't want no rocks. If you like what you like and I know how to play my role as a warm-up, let me rock. Yo, wait there. I remember I'm gonna get I'm gonna give a li- I'm gonna give a little story actually about G2. Um, I think it was after wireless time and he's like yo P yo P uh, what are we saying can we get a little set so I'm like yeah yeah come through come through so uh, I think he was walking around the club I was like yo whole time I'm going to get you on the decks I managed to get him like a little spot and I was walking what around club? the club looking for him GT was gone couldn't see him nowhere what club was this this is that tape bruh what were you I doing I was like yo bro where you going <laughs> Hold on, hold on. But I I'm think G2 was drunk. drunk. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't that. One, thank you for Good. the wireless plug. Good. I was tired from wireless. And two, like, sometimes like, I really you. forget, like, you guys have got, like, alias celebrities to look after. I do not know what music Travis Scott likes, but you guys know that his DJ was going to play what he likes. So, G, you can just fall back for a second. I got you. But you're forgetting. I've been at a festival dancing and drinking I'm like damn so you you weren't ready you, you weren't ready, ready. yeah well you I left in a nice way I didn't even say bye I was like I'll text you on your way out by the time you text me it was like 10 minutes after I left yo G where are you where's your stuff yeah exactly <laughs> that was oh, the time man reason, that was the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah mine what would I say uh, Friction, man. We're going to go work our way from Manchester, Birmingham to London, man. Okay, let's, let's go. Sorry, so we're going to the Midlands, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So I had to yeah. say, oh, my, my back was hurting. Um, I think... Your what was hurting? My back, my back, my back was hurting. Okay. This is some kind of body chair. So um, I think the biggest thing for me is uh, try to do something that's going to separate you from everyone else. Yeah, so... It, and I think... I guess it's just harder now because... Of the social media age, all the DJs are doing very similar things. There's very few DJs that are really separating themselves compared to our era when it was more skill based. And uh, you know, when I came up, I was I was very fearless um, coming into the scene. I was very fearless and almost a pest, like networking. You were definitely annoying. Yeah, but I think, but I think that got you through those doors. Yeah, yeah, yeah like I, that just proves it. That just proves it. Like you, when you just keep like persevering, you eventually break down that door, man. Yeah, yeah. And so th- th- that's true. So like for me, I know that works and it worked for me, but no one remembers it in a bad way. They only remember it in a positive, good way because I was so determined. And so I th- I think that being able to like be aware that this is something that you're going to do is going to stop you from worrying about what someone else is going to think about you. If you're gonna if you're gonna take that method, you know what I mean. And so for me, it was more about just constantly persevering and knocking on people's doors and not like being a pest. And for me, that worked. And so 
doing whatever you can to like separate yourself from um, other DJs, uh, whether it's having a crazy black book of networking mm. contacts to crazy skills. And I wouldn't say I've got ridiculous, crazy skills like DJ Cuba or anything, but I'm good enough for me to have credible gigs. But it's the rest of the things that add to my my DJ brand. So, you know, like DJ DJ uh, G2 said, that it's a combination of different things that's really going to make you stand out, not just yeah. skills alone. Yeah, you know, like going back to package, yeah, it's a package, definitely. No, for real, friction. Going back to what you said about being a being a pest, almost like DJ Khaled is a great example of that. Like Khaled is relentless of like getting what he wants. Like there, there's a story. He he talks about how you know that song he did with um Ti and Akon. Um, I forgot the name of the song, but there's a song he won. Yes, that's the one. And Akon was like, obviously, the, at that time Akon was peak. Like he was he was the guy. And Khaled was trying to get him on a song, and obviously Akon did. Like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. But never did it. So Khaled just was pesting this guy everywhere he went. Somebody's been giving Akon a phone that your Khaled's on the phone. To the point where Akon couldn't go nowhere without Khaled getting on the phone to him, like, yo, I need you to do this. I need you to do this. So there's there's no shame in it. No. Nah. That is. There's no shame in That's it. That's part of it. Innit? Yeah. Mm. I feel like I feel like you he got what he wanted and he still does it. Hence why he's got everyone and and everything on his project. That guy's relentless in like getting his thing. So I think that advice you gave there is, is major key for sure. Hundred, yeah. Mine. What are you Mine. saying? Go on. No, friction. You were gonna say something. No, no. I just said hundred. Yeah. Um. What would I say? What I think. Don't be afraid to do things for like developing relationships. For example, like there might be a job that you don't particularly like, but it might open certain doors, and you should take opportunities when you can. It may not be the end goal, but. Sometimes you gotta take a step back to take two steps forward and develop relationships, man. Make sure it's organic and do things that represent you. Like if yeah. you like a certain artist, like like I, I like, for example, I said I like Kanye a lot. Uh, so I set up a Kanye night and like do things that represent you, man. Like when I think when Friction was coming up, uh, his mixtapes would be hosted by like these American artists, yeah. Kendrick Lamar or like. Uh, Wu Tang, yeah, yeah. Wu Tang, like that. Set him apart, man. Do things that represent you and use your relationships. Yeah, now you're right. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate that's, that's great advice. So, um, you guys and it's a lot easier nowadays as well. Like from when we were coming up, we we wouldn't we didn't have the opportunity to slide in someone's DMs or no. uh, mm. email someone uh, that we didn't really know that easily. So, like. Now you have to keep you spending up to places. Emails available. You have everyone's yeah. inboxes there in front of you. Be creative when you hit someone's DMs. Like, make sure you stand out when you drop someone's. Uh, rather than hey, listen to my track. Like, do something that will capture their attention. That will make that memorable. And then it'll be like, I'm gonna link. I'm gonna listen to that link. Guys, I, I need to send you a, a mix of, of me from back in the day, <laughs> and you can tell me how I stood out in it. DJ Clinch. Garage DJ, won't you? You got, you got to get to know guys, man. Yeah, Martin just asked you. Yeah, yeah, Garage DJ, yeah. But not not just Garage, not just Garage. Do you remember I've, Hot I've... Pepper's Revenge? No, no, what's that? Come on, that you ain't Garage like... DJ if you don't remember Hot Pepper's. That sounds like, like a, a meal, bro. 
listening to your first podcast and you saying that you were a DJ, do you know how happy I was to hear that? Yeah. And now I'm thinking, okay, so next time you book me, are we going back to back or what? <laughs> Old school. Nah, you know, you know what's funny? funny? I actually started to bring my decks and stuff back in again. So I'm going to bring my records and there we go. That's what I'm talking about. Go back in the past and, you know, I'm going to see that. On some like vibes. That. I'll pay to see that. Oh, 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 I'm going to send you some, some songs, some dub plates that I used to run back in the day as well. Oh, he's talking smack <laughs> talk now. <laughs> <laughs> hater, hater. <laughs> These haters, man. So, guys, now with all this, with the, with the virus and the current circumstances we are in, how do you feel? What's going to happen for the DJ now moving forward? Silence. <laughs> A lot of concerned faces. Friction, go to you quickly. All right, all right. To me, I feel like it's going to go two ways. You're going to get the young bucks that live the yellow life. You know, you only live once. As soon as anything is lifted off, they're going to run to the clubs. Then you're going to get the people with kids, families, and everyone they need to look after. They're like, I'm afraid of this virus. I don't want to be the first guinea pig to run out then bring the disease back home. Mm. Or three, it's going to cut down into small businesses. Because I feel like if people start doing house parties and the DJ just comes by himself and you DJ for a family from the living room or something, I don't see clubs opening anytime soon. Nah. That's where I'm at with my head right now. And I've been talking to the club owners. They don't think we're going to open. We're going to be the last ones to open. Uh, absolutely, we'll be the last one. Yeah. But there will always be a need for young people to go out and party, man. Like, there will always be, like, if clubs don't open, there will be some form of entertainment where they will need DJs or live musicians to entertain them while they're drinking and stuff like that so I, I don't think it will end clubs I, and I also think as DJs we just move with the times like we always have like we'll move with from the vinyl days to, to the CD days from the CD days to the download days you just move with technology you embrace it and I hate to say it again but no pun intended but you keep it moving <laughs> <laughs> you like that in it you like that Martin <laughs> we need those t-shirts man <laughs> Friction, what's your take on it? Literally what you guys just said, Martin and G2. Mm. I don't really have any other opinion other than that, to be honest. I, I think it's going to take a while for us to get back into the clubs. To be fair, I was hoping that maybe it would have calmed down in America, LA, New York, because I get to go over there to play quite often, so I could have just flown over there to play. But it seems like it's going to be an extra three months for LA now as well. So uh, I think it's... I think it's going to take a while, man. It's This year's done. This year's definitely done. Yeah, worst case scenario, like maybe next year, but best case scenario. So we, we just got to fast forward to 2021, right? And think Has about... it affected you guys? Yeah. I'm here. Like, how are you coping? And like, what are your... How are you thinking your plan is going to be after this? You know, so... I've always thought about the worst case scenarios and one thing that I always did was like okay we're having a great year or great six months or great three months that's great 
but what we have to do is realize that that can disappear in an instant. I didn't see a virus coming, but that could a law can change. Um, I can have you always thought like that? Always. Always, it's just been in me. As a, as Are a you a kid. realist and a pessimist? Then would you say? No, I'm very optimistic, optimistic, but I'm a realist at the same time. So, so, yeah. so all I know is contingency. Yeah, I always know that. Like, I always believe that nothing is promised. Right? We know this. N tomorrow's not promised. Like, we have this conversation today. Tomorrow, God knows what's gonna happen. So, my whole attitude has always been: always be open-minded. Always be ready for for whatever comes. Be prepared, be resourceful. And it goes back to what? Relationships and be good with people. Like when tough, you know, tough times don't last, tough people do, right? Or something like that. So my whole thing has always been like, be prepared when things go wrong. And to be honest, it's a blessing. I've said this in the last episode. This is kind of like, it gives us the time to reflect, reset, re-strategize and kind of re-innovate ourselves as a business, as people, you know, reconnect with things that we haven't been connected with for a while. So I feel like when things are getting back to whatever that new normal is, we'll be ready. Whatever this, whatever it is, we'll be ready. We'll find a way. We'll make a way, you know. If the path isn't there, we'll find another path. And I think that is how we've always been. So it's no different, man. If we have to start all over again, is what it is, you know. But um, I my heart really goes out to the people that who don't have much or probably not going to be in a position to deal with this. Or I mean, if you're just starting out. Just starting out. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's my take on it. Pete, what about you? Um, Pete's just trying to be a DJ just, guy. Just, He's going back. Yeah, you just uh, <laughs> you just caught me off guard. I was I was just doing something something different. Um, what was what was the question again? You don't even pay attention. Nah, I was, Yo, what, I was, what, I was, I was what actually host just, is this? No, no, I was actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually doing something else on my phone. All right, so basically we, what we're talking about is had mine asked the question is how do we see how this going to affect us and what's going to happen in the future and how, do, how are we dealing with it? Um, I, I think obviously short term is just finding out what's going on at the moment and again, like how are we going to figure out what the next plan is? But it's like I've been speaking to a lot of people and they're saying, um, oh, they're planning for 2021, but... On another hand, I'm like, what are you planning for? Because everything is unknown right now. So we just, I guess, just got to kind of keep monitoring things and, and see how it goes. In the meantime, just try and innovate and, and see how we can do things differently and better as well for, for the future and going forward. And this is why we created this podcast. Mm, yeah, that's something we did say like straight away. Yeah, that. in February, we were like, okay, cool. This thing happens. We have to have something that we can focus our energy in. And also all the tools. Be creative. Yeah. Be mm. innovative. Be creative. And obviously we're not the first one doing podcasts. There's millions of those. But we and feel also, I feel like it's either we gotta adopt or get left behind. What you gonna do? What was that G2? I saw that on Twitter, by the way. So No, say that say that again. It's either you adopt with the times or get left behind. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So I hope whoever's listening to, to this session is that your phone, Patrick. Whoever's listening to this session is kind of like, hopefully gets inspired by what you guys are, have achieved and done in, in your careers. And also gives that DJ, whoever that DJ is in his bedroom now trying to spin, thinking, yo, I could do it. Like, 
these guys have, have, have clearly made made a part and we can do it so these guys have the blueprint so blueprint. you can you can hit them up and also like while we talk about hitting up um let the guys the guys listening the, the listeners let them know where they can find you guys as well on like your socials mine G, do you want to go first? <laughs> G. Everything, everything to find me on is DJ G Two UK on everything. Friction, come on, friction. Friction loves a plug. Come on. <laughs> yeah, DJ Friction um, on all social media. DJ F R I C K T I O N on all social media. That's how you can find me. So. He's done that before, man. You can tell. <laughs> Plenty of times, isn't it? Friction, times. friction Instagram stroke half model, half DJ. <laughs> what do you say, bro? I see your model on the Instagram, man. Looking fly. Man, there is a single female on my Instagram. What? No, you look like a model. You say, you're the model, bro. I thought you said I got models on my Instagram. Yeah, like, GQ, you you the GQ model, bro. Shots. You the model. Man, I'm trying, man. <laughs> cool. cool. Mine. Um, for me, everything, Martin. The number two, S-M-O-O-V-E, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, all of that. I'm there. But um, you were talking about people listening and finding out how our stories as a DJs and, like, you could probably learn a lot from us. But same goes to you guys, man. Like, if you're in the music industry and you want to be a connector with artists or any sort of form, the success is, like... It doesn't matter what sort of field you are, but, like, your first two episodes, your resilience and... Mm. After the way you started out, man, you can learn from that in any sort of field, man. So yeah, appreciate it. Big up to you too. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate and you. And also, man. guys, uh, one event that you didn't throw, that you saw that the other guys that threw that party were killing it, whether it's like a party or corporate event, that you thought, you know what? I wish I, wish that I did that. That's Which a good question. That's a good question, actually. You know what? I don't recall any event that somebody did. I was like, yo, we needed to be part of that. What, I don't what, recall. What, you know yeah. why? I, I can answer that actually from a, from a really interesting perspective. We are our own competition. So we, we always thought, okay, cool. We need to do something better. Mm. Not why we couldn't do that. Let's go and do our own thing. Let's go and do something better. I mean, we always didn't look at what somebody else was doing and how they were doing it. We were looking at how we were doing it. Like, we asked you guys, like, what can we improve on? You know, we want to know. Like, so it was never an event that we saw somebody else doing. It was like, oh, shit, we should be part of that. And, you know, Libase is the number one organization that does all these great events. So there's nobody else. Yeah, no, nah, uh, we, we want to be the best, but also we want to we continue learning, man, straight up. It's the right height you have. Mm. Um, Yo, guys, we appreciate your time. If you ever ask me that question, I'd be like, yo, man, I see mine and friction flying out. <laughs> um, he's playing, be faithful, bro. But I'll be playing gigs in bro. Come on. Nah, guys, yo, listen, it's, uh, it's been great uh, talking with you guys and chopping it up, man. And appreciate I hope our, our listeners can um, take some advice and, yeah, and be a, a great DJ slash personality like you guys are. Thank you. Thanks thank for having you. us. Thank Thanks you, having us, guys. And uh, keep it moving, guys. Keep it moving, guys. I need that <laughs> T-shirt as well. Come on. Uh, keep it moving in a free world. And do, 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 do. <laughs> do, do. Hey, <laughs> Martin, go ahead. <laughs>